This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. You, 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 welcome to another episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast, No One Podcast in Oakland, No One Podcast in the Bay Area, and today is a special day. I, I had a little hiatus, I know everybody was checking for me, but it's all about quality, not quantity, and today, when it comes to parties, I'm saying whenever, when, when you, when you visit Miami, you want to go to a party, right? You want to fucking fuck with bitches, you want to do this and that, and you need someone to like show you around. You know what I'm saying? And every city has those people who bring the lifestyle to you. And today, we have a special group of gentlemen who provide the vibe in San Francisco and the Bay Area. And it's only right that they come on the number one podcast in Oakland, the number one podcast in the Bay Area. We have San Francisco parties in the house. Um if Turn you, up. <laughs> if you guys can introduce yourself one by one to the people. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. That's a very lovely description of us. Uh, very generous. Uh, my name is Raith Al-Safi. Safi, speaking to the mic. Uh, I go by Safi. Hi. Thank you so much for uh, that um, uh, lovely uh, introduction. Uh, definitely love to be here. Um, this is my partners, Kendall and... Ace. handsome ace handsome serving ace. massive base let's go we got to turn the bay up post-covid we got to <laughs> get it back to where it's been hell yeah um i'm safi the main uh organizer of uh, san francisco parties this is my official uh partner kendall kendall could you uh tell us a little bit about you all right my uh my name is kendall you know what i'm saying aka chocolate superman aka the man the myth the legend you know what i'm talking about but yeah, uh, I, I'm a student, final year student at San Francisco State, and uh, I do. I'm a part-time organizer with my partner Safi. We've, we've been doing parties for at least three months now. So yeah, a little bit about me. I'm a business major, business and econ, concentration in accounting. You know what? Because you know I need to count these checks. But hey, that's that's just about me. General introduction. Over to over to Ace. I feel so, like Ace is the the superstar. Go ahead. Nick. My name is Ace, and I sell shrooms. And now a word from our sponsor. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here for you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network, that gives you access to help that you may not be available in your area. You just fill out the questionnaire to help access your specific needs, and then you can get matched with the therapist in as little as 48 hours. Then you schedule a video or phone session, plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken 
charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp.com slash Everyday Celebrity. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everyday Celebrity. It's waiting for you. Word, okay. Short and sweet. My name is... Safi. Yeah, we got that, nigga. We, no, no, we, 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 we got, down, got we got going, going down the line. We're going down the line. Main occupation. Architect. I'm Palmer Rock. Oldest civilization on earth. There you go. Right back to you, Mo. Uh, well, we established Mo. Oh, we, we on Mo. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. My name is Mo, better known as Mo Better, as Mo Better Tech. Uh, I'm the... Soppy's technical go-to now, I guess. Uh, yes, sir. Graduated Chico State, the original party school. Mm. Uh, and been running Mo Better Tech for about 20 years now. So, Okay. So we have an eclectic group here. Um, how, did this, how did this group come about, Safi? So you're the, you're the brains of the situation, right? Right. right. Um. This diversity really happened because I looked at my own field as an architect and I realized architecture is more than just building spaces and buildings. I wanted to really impact the social infrastructure, the social life, connecting with people. That's also like dives into a little bit of who I am as a person. Wait, 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 wait a minute. This is like a pet peeve of mine, Slavi. When you talk, yeah, you see how I am? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, boom. Go ahead. Boom. Do I redo? No, go ahead. Keep All talking. Right. So um, as I was saying, um, as an architect, I really wanted to connect with people. And so the first and foremost, um, uh, I wanted to understand why do I want to start an, uh, a nightlife industry, an entertainment uh, industry. And so um, I really want to redefine nightlife uh, for the issues of redundancy, for the issue of uh, it being uh, overexpensive, uh, be- becoming very selective with the crowd, uh, house don't mix in with hip-hop hip-hop don't mix in with afro so i just want to you know tap into every single type of crowd and see where do we stand as uh you know 21st century uh uh party goers mm. and um uh little by little i meet these trusted uh individuals and they all bring in a different lens into uh something i don't know so uh kendall Brings a lot of dedication, same footprint, same love, same ambitions as I am. So I just literally saw uh, a clone uh, or even a better version of me who literally focuses on business. And I saw Ace and he f- he's... I'm outside. He's I'm, outside. I'm really did, from that did, place. Did, did you meet Ace when you were At buying shrooms? No. I was selling no. shrooms as a matter of fact. Like, it, was, no. it was his party, his no. rooftop party phenomenal by the way like it had the edm house like my, my just good vibes right uh, so i got the address uh from will via dm i was like all right bet because usually um i'll do a hustle dougie at dolores park but i prefer to go to parties because they're a little bit more intimate a little bit more you know like immediate because you know who's, who's not trying to get lit at the party and shrooms is the new wave so i was like bet so i got the address and they were smooth with letting me in i tapped in with the right people and we just we just kept vibing ever since Okay. Ace became my kind of uh, 
tour guide to the scene in terms of who's running what, where, what's going on. Kendall mm. became my connection to all the colleges. Mm. Uh, I'm 27. He's 27. He's been in the Bay for all his life mainly. I've been in Detroit for 10 years, actually in the U.S. for 10 years. I only moved in here seven months ago. Mm. I ran my architectural business. So when I moved in, I'm fresh, brand new, but ambitious. And, you know, I brought that Detroit hustle. Mm. Yeah, a little bit about how I met Safi, which, which was quite interesting because uh, I remember it was last spring before the summer. And I hosted like a barbecue literally like on my on our rooftop because I was like, you know what? I just I usually do like trading in the market and like I made like a thousand dollar profit. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just use this money and just throw some love. So I had a barbecue on the, my rooftop and like I had like skewers, burgers, tacos, everything. And then, you know, what? and I did it completely for free. And, you know, I just posted on my Instagram. I had a couple of people repost. And then, you know, it was great. Like a lot of people turned up and then. After the, after the barbecue was over, Safi was like, yo, imagine if you like actually charged like everyone $5 at least for everything because he felt like it was unfair that I was doing all this effort for free. Mm. And I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. True capitalist, Safi. You know? So, you know, true opportunist too, you know? So <laughs> that's when I was like, you know what? I started thinking about it and I was like, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I do probably have the potential of being an organizer i have that hustle you know the service part you mm. know detail putting into effort into what you do making sure that you look out for the best of how you're gonna you know cater to people's needs and what you think like what distincts you from everyone and so we just started working together from then on and i kind of see why he says what he says and you know learning a lot from him uh, it's really taught me to be more uh i would say kind of when you learn from someone who has the same drive and ambition just as you You feel like that like i'm glad that someone understands me you know sometimes when you work with people who are just not as ambitious it's like ah oh, it's draining but when you feel like you can learn and like get energy from someone who's reciprocating the uh uh like giving you the same energy mm -hmm. it was like oh my god so we kind of clicked a lot because we trust each other primarily like we, we we tell each other everything like we're honest about it from from million to penny we, we, we we're like down to the nickel like pretty much so that's kind of how we met each other and we live literally on the same floor in the same apartment complex mm. and so that's kind of like how we met each other and we've been rocking together ever since mo how did you come in this situation uh same thing opportunities just come uh i was actually on my way to oakland to fix uh clients Airbnb. Mm. Safi was trying to charge up a scooter he had just uh, refurbished, I'll say. <laughs> and uh, we got to talking. Stole, and nigga, that's what you're trying to say? <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. It was an old roommate's scooter it was, who was going to throw it away. So you don't got to be politically correct. He decided to fix it as something I would do, right? Mm. Take what you got. That's where Salvage, I come from. Baby. Take what you got and use it. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to, uh, you know, waste the money on something brand new. Okay. So, are we allowed to smoke on this show? You can't smoke. Okay, no, sorry. You can vape. All right, for sure, for sure. So, uh, I gave him some pointers on where to find an adapter. We exchanged numbers uh -huh. in case he didn't find it. Uh, ended up fixing some stuff on his laptop that he had. How long was that laptop broke? Like five months. And I think I fixed it in, well, I found the problem anyway in about 
30 minutes. Less. And uh, critical, that, efficient. That, yeah, that's my, that's my thing is before I'm an IT guy, I'm an efficiency expert. So, so Safi, you are basically, when you meet people, are you, are you meeting people and then you're like dissecting them? You're trying to like, oh, how can this person uh, benefit me in my day to day life? Win-win situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really honestly, first of all, I would like to see what type of person is he. Are they? Are they good? Mm-hmm. If they're good, solid. I can trust. If they not so good, I respect them. Respect the hustle. But, you know, just keep them in my mind. If in case somebody wanted to, you know, that connection, I can connect. But the idea is it's really all about win-win situations. I l- truly love to... Uh, reach my fullest potential and why not help people, you know, reach their fullest potential by just rocking on my journey and I see what, how can I literally be of an assistance as well as like collaborative business partner in their own journey, whether, whether, uh, 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 you know, it's like, whether it's like a simple, uh, hey, could you fix my laptop? Or, uh, hey, uh, let's host a party. But uh, it really starts, uh, uh, first and foremost, like a small little gesture. Could you, could we do something together? Mm-hmm. Very small. So mm-hmm. for me and you, it's just this podcast. Yeah. Where it takes us. Were you in a party scene? You were, you're originally from Iraq, you said? Originally from Iraq. When did you leave there? Huh? When did you leave Iraq? 2012. 2012. Yes. And how old were you in 2012? 17, 18. 17. Were you in the parties? Was, is there a party scene in Iraq? Very underground, very selective, very for like, it's literally for like 30 and up. Uh-huh. Uh, you have to be a baller to literally have fun. And that fun is not even the same as this fun. We don't got no music, clubs. We don't got none of that. Um, <sighs> correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't even think there is any bars still in iraq which mm-hmm. i'm not like a drinker or any of that but uh i'm a party animal mm-hmm. and i was pretty much uh, uh uh kept in or like sheltered my whole life so mm-hmm. i came to the u.s i was like hi this is safi san francisco parties internally but i formalized it in san francisco in detroit i feel like i graduated from the streets as well and a master's in architecture so you know hand in hand so you came out here to study for school yeah okay and what school did you go to? Lawrence Technological University. In Detroit? In Detroit. Okay. And how was that? It was amazing. Uh, the opportunity that you could elevate yourself, make money, however shape, way, or form. So making money isn't really the top goal. It's how you make money, by the way, for me. Mm-hmm. It's doing something that you enjoy tapping into using these skills that aligns with your principles as well. So my general ultimate purpose is I want to go back. I want to bring in everything I got to the every goddamn penny that I have. I'm going to rebuild on my country, man. Reclaim that shit from the war. Mm-hmm. So what is, so if you weren't partying in Iraq, what got you into partying? Like, did you just come to, uh, to that college and you saw like white bitches titties out and shit? Nah. What, what, it, what made you start partying so much? It wasn't like that. It was more like, That's I was, I kept partying though. <laughs> let the record be shown. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot to that. Hey. Oh, okay. Uh, so, 
plain and simple, I wanted to experiment. I wanted to try everything. Mm-hmm. So Detroit became my playground in, in the sense of I meet people, I go out with people, clubs, pool, uh, everything, honestly. So I got that kind of like street knowledge, street education. Um, whereas the afters, afters in Detroit is totally different from San Francisco and Chicago. Mm. So I learned and I learned and I partied and I partied. It's really more like just partied. Uh, I was a party animal and uh, uh, being sober for a few years now, like 100%. 100%. So you know, you never got into drinking? Or you were drinking and then you just became so. Oh, shit. This is on a podcast. I got a Middle Eastern family, bro. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was turned up. I was very turned up. Okay. Um, just I, drinking or drugs? Both? Uh, again, this is a podcast, bro. You're putting me on the spot. But uh, I'm going to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I dabbled with everything um, uh, mm-hmm. for the most part. So I know everything mm-hmm. that needs to be known. But um, um, I didn't try anything risky. And when it got risky, I just literally like ended it. But uh, for the most part, 25 years old, I turned that age in Detroit. I was like, fuck all of this. I don't want to be a party goer. Mm. I really just want to focus on me, myself and I, build my business as an architect, uh, as a builder. I really wanted to develop Detroit. Detroit felt like home, felt like Baghdad. It was up and coming. So, you know, but Detroit is very competitive, very hard to thrive in there in the sense of a minority coming from Iraq, I don't even have a citizenship, you know, like it's very hard to set your roots. Mm. So I, w- I wanted to feel free. That's the first and foremost. That's my top ambition right here for now. I wanted to feel free, equal to everybody in, in the sense of the opportunity. So in order to achieve that, I need to work on myself and just stop really just wasting my time going left and right. So my vice really became my hustle. My hustle became my vice. And that's really what really kept me focused, laser sharp, uh, depicting of every single opportunity mm. and being able to take it instead of just consider it. Every opportunity is there for me to thrive on. So why not I'll take it all, you know? Now your partner, uh, are you, do you have like, are you from London? Oh my God, big man thing. I'm not from London, bro. No? <laughs> what makes you say well, that though? Why? Why? Because you, you have an accent. Was your? Where, 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 you're not from the states. I know that. I mean, I was born in the U.S. Bad. Yes, you're right. I didn't really grow up here. But so, yeah, you, I, so you you got a? That's a fake accent. No, no, no. It's not a fake accent. But I have, no, I think it's more about you being mistaken than anything. Where were you born? Again? I was born in the U.S. I just like where here? Uh, L.A. Dead ass. <laughs> what? You were born in L.A.? I was born in L.A. Am I the only one hearing his accent or, or am I tripping? No, I was no, born no, in L.A. Like he says, he said born though, but not type of experience. When did you, I mean, where'd you move to then? Where no, is your family from? No, yeah. that's the, that's the question you should be asking. That's bro. what I asked. No, is that what he asked? That's it's a pie. Where's your family from? I was born here. I grew up in Wakanda. Nah, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I usually just tell people that. And some people actually do believe me, but I grew up in uh, West Africa. Precisely, I grew up in Cameroon. I speak English and French. So you're not from LA? I, I was, I'm not from LA. I was born in LA, but like I said, I grew up that, back there. But yeah, I would okay. consider myself more African than I am American. Okay. Needed did, the citizenship, man. I did, I needed, I did needed that cross-country. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I lived over there. I lived in South Africa for a year uh-huh. or so. And then, then I came to US and then kind of lived in LA you know was there for like about one year it was kind of hard to thrive in LA just because like feel like it was so just it's just different in LA like the vibe 
things are just a lot more i would say it's just more classical i would mm. say like you know this person knows this person and i was going to school and it was hard but I, I, I literally, I was living with my, my mom had a friend. She like, Hey, can you hold my son in for a month? After a month, I got out. I was living on my own now. It was like, and then the nightlife in LA was too wild, mm-hmm. I would say. But I was like, Oh, I know I, because besides school, I, you know, I dance too. I'm a part time dancer, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now you can't tell a nigga you a dancer. We got a, what type of dancer? What type of dance? Well, I dance to, I would say Afrobeats and oh, pretty yeah. much hip hop. You ain't no uh, stripper and shit. Nah, no, no strip. Nah, come on, come on. Keep, nah. keep oh, okay. clothes on. Nah, make keep my clothes off. on. Right, like, right. You know, like I'm pretty reserved. But now nah, and then, I, I decided to kind of like, kind of have a change of certain things. Like I wanted to be the more because I'm a business major. I wanted to kind of be in the epicenter of business mm-hmm. in Cali. So I was like, where, where better, which better place to go to than San Francisco? know so and i knew everyone was like oh don't go there like that place is too expensive you can't afford it like literally my family was like you don't want to go there and i was like i figured out like if i really wanted to be there i would find a way to live there regardless so you you so you went from la to to the bay area i came from i went from la to the bay area and the bay area is more your vibe yeah bay area is more my vibe i feel like tell me the difference uh what do you think the difference is between Southern California and Northern California. I would say this. There's two, I would say two primary different. I still, I feel like they, they both have issues. I'll mm-hmm. say that. But in LA, the issue is more like class, uh, like class based, like, uh, uh, environment. Like, I know you because, oh, you're a baller. I know like you materialistic because, you know, type materialistic shit. Materialistic type shit, which is like, it's cool, but I'm not trying to, I'm not kind of build into a personality that I'm not. Mm-hmm. But then when I came here, come here in the Bay, I feel like here in the Bay is more like political shit. Like, you know, like, hey, are you liberal? Or like you're this or you're pro, pro women's right, pro this one, which is also cool. But because I'm not really associate myself with politics and stuff like that. So I feel like I'm really, I'm, I can deal with the heat that, that's here. And here people are just like a lot more open. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's that more cultural, uh, because in LA is more like the class based, superficial. superficial. Here people are just, it's just cultural. Everyone is just open to everyone. Like you can talk to every, anyone on the street. And I was living in Inglewood. You can't just walk in the street and just say, yo, what's up? Or like, yo, I'm trying to get to know you. Nah, you can't really do that. But here people are just a lot more open. Even if someone does not want to like ride with you, but there was someone listening to you and, you know, there was someone like give you that attention. But were you, uh, in the party scene in LA? I wouldn't say I wasn't a party scene much in LA because I just come to the US and I was really trying to get my shit together. So, so what made you when you came out here? What made you like get into the party scene? Uh, what made me really get into the party scene? Uh, honestly, at some point after I was, I was here in the Bay because I was like I had all my shit together. So I I felt like anyway, you know, I I I do like I do like to dance, and one thing I like to do I like other people who dance because dancing brings energy. So I, I kind of started going to like this, there's like this African club I used to go to and my friend would go there, we'll dance together type of thing. And I, everyone is just like clapping like, yo, this dude do some sick ass move. And then I'll get another guy who invited me to his club. I, I really wasn't like searching for the best clubs and stuff like that. It was just like someone from this club would see me, you'd be like, yo, I want to see you at my other club over here. Cause mm-hmm. I bring, I, they think I bring an energy. Like when they, when they see me dance, other people want to dance, you know? So he was like, yeah. And then that's kind of how I I started tapping into some in some clubs and some guy from Oakland invited me to his club over in Oakland. Mm. And then I was like, they were like, yo. And then I got into a dance battle with some other guy. And then they were like, wow, you're a really good dancer. And then, and you know, that's kind of how I started getting into like nightclubs. I'm not really, although me and Safi work together, 
he's more of the party person than me. I I would say I'm actually just interested in the business aspect of you know running a, a being an organizer, and I'm not really like oh get drunk like two o'clock after party. You don't I, drink either, right? I don't really drink either. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. You see, it is crazy. <laughs> I don't crazy, drink either. Man. So yeah, two out of thirty. <laughs> yeah, literally. So you t- you niggas are in the in the party. After hour scene, <laughs> and you don't drink or we're selling do what we don't. We're selling what we don't drink. Mm. No, it's a different type of high. It's a different type of high. When, yeah. you, when you're feeling good, it's a different type of high. They say you, you can't get high on your supply, right? When well, I, that's true. I mean, well, I have a question about that. Is it hard? Drinking, Is it hard thinking. to like not drink since you're like out and like you have access to alcohol and all these yeah. drugs and shit? Uh, it's hard if you don't have your priorities right. Mm. Once my vision of, of our purposes, our, our ideas, personas were solidified, that shit is easy. Mm. I can get asked to drink a million times and my answer will remain no. But like in the beginning, if you're wavering, you're trying to quit, yeah, it's going to be hard. So just separate yourself, which by the way, what I had to do. Mm-hmm. But when I was in that, when I started this game, when I'm with these homies, everybody knows we don't fumble the ball. Mm. and so the added benefit to kendall is a he doesn't indulge b he as as much as he likes to say he's a business oriented guy he's the the party uh i want to say center he's he's the he, he's he's the life of the party when you see him dance that's it cameras are up ladies are dancing everybody mm. is excited so financially speaking i see that and i'm like yes that gets people up and down so um because he, he he's a he has a good persona you know like yeah. very friendly very nice as for ace i don't even need to speak like he got, he, he got that hood diplomat in him even though mm-hmm. like i'm a diplomat and i've been like living like my whole life as a diplomat and traveling different cities lebanon for example is one I've never seen somebody so smooth, you know. Mm. Ace is like, you know, <laughs> maybe even a, maybe a smooth criminal. Shout out MJ, you feel me? <laughs> well, speaking of Ace, thank you for having me. By the way, I feel appreciate like a celebrity. I look in the mirror. I appreciate what you're doing for the people in the town. Hell yeah, I appreciate that. Where are you from, Ace? B Town, Berkeley. Berkeley. Okay. Yes, sir. Born Go and Bears. raised. I went to high school in Sac. Okay. Same one that Mozzie went to. Shout out Shooter Gang, free JoJo. So, so uh, explain your uh, just get just give it like a quick ten, not even ten, like five minute uh, rundown of of your life. You know I'll saying? break it. I'll break it down. Indeed, um, I was at Sakai, home of the Dragons. Uh, Kevin Johnson's alma mater went to his charter school program. Uh, he took on a mission to make sure that them ghetto boys and girls had to have A through G requirements in order to be eligible for the CSU and UC system of California. Then I was fortunate enough to get back to Berkeley, where I spent the past 10 years. Uh, the first four, excuse me, five were in undergrad at UC Berkeley, where I completed my undergraduate degree in legal studies. I was going to be a lawyer. Wait, wait, you went to UC Berkeley? Correct. Okay. Well, round of applause for that. There's not a lot of niggas in UC Berkeley. One of the, the lowest numbers of them all of the UC. Okay. So we all know and each then, other. And, 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 a, and, and, and then you take that number of black niggas. There's a small amount of cool black people. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> the niggas at Berkeley, I know what you're talking about. the niggas at Berkeley, they think they they corny as fuck. Corny. They're whitewashed. So I, that's why I'm, surpri- I'm surprised you say you go to Berkeley. But you're one of the the five percent of the ten percent. 
But anyway, continue. And honestly, we could really say I'm one of a kind because when I got, like I said, when I got back, like, 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 like to my town, to B town specifically, I took it on that, like, I'm gonna make sure that, like, any brother I come encounter, whether you're football, whether you're just on the block, like, we gonna be tapped in. That's mm-hmm. all. So, what we lack in numbers, like, we, we're really stronger in unity. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're a skate, I'm, I'm tapped in with the skateboarders, you know, I'm, I'm tapped in with the locals cannabis scene, tapped in with the athletes. I, like, Berkeley really is, like, its own entity within the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got the town, you got the city, but even like a little smaller crevice, is B-Town. Okay. So that's when I've been residing essentially the past 10 years, even during the pandemic. Didn't leave. When motherfuckers went to Texas, Florida, I said, fuck that. I'm staying right here and I'm going to just see what happens. You graduated, right? From- oh, yeah. Off to, okay. I, I told what you. What year did you graduate? I was I was a legal studies major. I was supposed to be a lawyer, but I couldn't follow the law. So I had to start selling that stuff. <laughs> we, I didn't ask that, I, nigga. I said, when did you graduate? Oh, when did I graduate? I gra- yes. So uh, technically, you know, on and off, I, gra- I graduated during the pandemic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, do you believe, do you think school, going to college was the right choice for you? I, I know. Or did you I, think you wasted your time? Well, yeah, because I, I listened to a lot of uh, Dr. Boyce Walken interviews, right, saying that you really just need the skill set. You know, you pick up a lot of bad habits, you know, with the drugs and alcohol because of, like, this consistent party culture, especially at a, a PWI. Mm. But with that being said, the answer is yes, because the experiences – uh, the decorum, uh, just just the type of environment that I was in overall, it was still a very valuable experience. Like, mm. so while I didn't come out specifically with like a job skill, I had every single skill needed to, you know, be ready for the one percent of the world. Okay, because I was literally like like classmates with said one percenters. So it definitely just changes changes your whole entire mentality and outlook of what's possible and achievable, even when you do come from a background that has a lack of resources. What type of uh, student were you? Oh man, were you, oh, were, you the, were you the student who were like, oh fuck, I'm not waking up to go to class? I was like, what, what was it like? Were you were you like Zach and Saved by the Bell? I, I like so I'll put it this way: the pandemic essentially made it like online, non-existent learning. I was on that wave way before that, not going to class, but I still passed. So mm. it, you know that's that, that and that's another lesson too that that you learn uh, like in, in the un, in the undergraduate education you just need to get your work done and that the professor just needs to see your face enough to where you know they like you enough and they're not going to fail you that's mm. that's that's the main lessons and just the main important when did you lo- when did you lose your your passion for law um i i essentially knew i wasn't going to be a lawyer when i actually was like hanging around like real law students like i was i was dating this one chick at the time i was already deep in the cannabis game now like starting like i was a corporate exec um operations and logistics managers and she was 3L right and this is like the, the deep in the pandemic where i like it's well, like well 3 explain what 3L is what is that um, so that's like a little, that's like the little po- post-grad slang. So when you're a, so when it's your first year in law school, they call you a 1L, mm. uh, second year, 2L, and like law school is all, it's a three-year program. So 3L would technically would be their senior year, even if it, but it's still a three-year program, but they just say, they, they say 3L. Okay. Yeah. So she was a 3L student. And, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm getting, I'm just getting deeper into the cannabis game. And all she's telling me is like, I have to read this, read that, read this. And I'm like, damn that. It's fucking crazy. So I'm like, yeah, that's that. I, I, I was like, look at me. Like, you, you be smoking weed, you be drinking. Like, clearly, your shit's legal now. Like, shrooms is decriminalized. I just it's like, and you're supporting yourself. You need to just stick with that and let anyone who's doing the law school like, don't even waste your time because, like, 
only the talented 10 of the like the top three schools are even like getting these like top law firm jobs. And there's like a, what is it? It's like an oversaturated market of lawyers anyway. And essentially some are even like starting 60 K salary. And like, if you're in sales, you can do that in a month. If you're, if you like, if you're throwing bomb ass parties, you can do that in a quarter. So mm-hmm. it just made more sense to me that, you know, what, 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 when you initially started, what type of lawyer were you trying to be? Oh, I was, cor- oh, I was going to be, oh, oh, the corporate king. Uh, we, we go for that bag. Okay. But, you know, you know, maybe a little like Kim Kardashian collab as well, you know, get a couple prisoners out. Then she gives me the shout out. So, you know, there's, you, you work it. You work the angle. You work the angle. You're a lawyer. You, you know, just work the angle. Now, were, when you were in college, were you, were you selling, were you selling shit? You know, it was crazy. Like, I was actually like, I, I was just a hardcore party boy. I was, I was more on the user side. I wasn't, I, I didn't start selling until afterwards. Um, not because I didn't necessarily have it in me. Like, Maybe here. No, this is all allegedly, people. You know what I'm saying? Allegedly. Oh no, it was all legally because oh, yeah. all I ever, allegedly. all I've ever sold is, is, is marijuana. I'm a like, marijuana and psilocybin. That is this uh, strictly. Let that like okay. be on on the record. Like you could check my LinkedIn profile. All right, specifically, I've only worked at cannabis conglomerates post post undergrad. So like, okay. I'm what, what, he, what he's trying to say is he did his market research. Okay, before becoming yeah. a supplier <laughs> yeah yeah in, in all seriousness like in the in the industry i'm considered a unicorn because i've only been around during like this time of like recreational legality however i actually do have like a more like street background as well because i actually have shout out to green gold i actually have worked for like the outdoor markets as well so there's really no avenue i can't like entertain or even be reputable within so when you when you finish college correct where did that take you? Like, what was your next move? Oh man, like, like, like finishing college honestly was just really like a like a piece of paper. Like I, like I, like, like I said, even though I like on like like I got my piece of paper in 2020, like 2017, I was already out of there. I did my four years. The rest of that that two year period was just giving out the uh, what is it called the uh, yeah the community college uh, prerequisites from those from those schools. But yeah, I lived in LA for a little bit, and, that, and like and everything like they they say about Los Angeles. Tens of millions of people. You got to respect that. That's why everybody is so shiny and materialistic because it's just the stakes are just that much higher. So mm-hmm. if no one knows who you are, then that's what you are. I learned that very quickly. So I took my ass right back to the bay. I was like, oh, this is I'm, I'm too low on the totem pole and mm-hmm. I don't think I'm gonna get put on. So I, I was like, I'm going back home. Like that was a that was a wild year. But that was also the year I really got like like my first start into the cannabis industry where I was working with THC Design. Literally the biggest brand, like you can you can Google them, like straight up. They are like the, one of the biggest, most reputable brands within the Southern California region. It was my job to start opening up accounts here. So if you ever go into like said dispensary out here in Northern California, you see THC Design. That was essentially because of me and all the groundwork that I like initially had laid out for them to be able to even get those connects and those connections. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was just part of the game. Just part of the game. There's there's different avenues that you could that you could do within the legal cannabis market. So your your love for cannabis did it come from smoking or did you just did you see the like money signs? Nah, nah. I feel like like even when I was a kid, how high that that was that was like like my childhood classic. Like I, you know, watch SpongeBob, and then next thing you know, you know, Red Man and Method Man. Like like what? Get him! Get him! Like that was like you know I need money with the like I I picked up Mm. all that shit so definitely how high that was a major influence and Wiz I didn't smoke weed in high school because I was a high school athlete but Mm. berserkly you know you turned up and Mm. you know for lack of a better word get a little turned out too because you're just always partying drinking and you know snow bunny hunting as I like to say snow bunny. (laughs) 
So your life now. Yeah. Right. So yeah. It's 2022. 2022. Better than ever. Is is it better than ever? Well, the pandemic was like a, the the lowest point. So like everything is, is like a blessing. Well, fuck that. I'm talking about right now. Are right, you ha- right now, are you happy? Are you happy with your situation? Oh yeah, like and like honestly, I'm I'm euphoric. If anything, like coming into Safi, Kendall Kendall being in my corner as well, it's it's just straight up a blessing. Mm. Um, that party was very life changing, just because I really got a chance to meet important people, and now we're doing important things. Mm. Um, yeah, like I said, I was like you know I was selling shrooms at Dolores Park before you know I really got deeper into the party promotion scene. Mm. So this is like you know like the, like the ultimate chance to just keep stepping stoning and. Like, and just bringing out more awareness to psilocybin uh, through the part through the Manifest parties. That's the potential. Appreciate that, Mo. Yes, sir. This is the old man of the group. I see. OG. OG. What the fuck is going on with you, young face, old man? <laughs> uh, I'm all over, man. I'm. I'm a. I think. Are, are you Are you ready to dissect your life? Oh yeah. Always. Where are you from originally? Uh, born in East Bay. Where in East Bay? Uh, San Leandro. San Leandro, okay. And mom is a native of East Oakland, born and raised. Is she a Black Panther? Uh, aunt was. Your aunt was? My aunt was. Wow. Did some time for it, too. Is she still alive? She just passed away oh, not too long ago. Sorry to hear about she right 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 right. Out, out of out of uh, that's a queen right there. Out of uh, health health you know natural health stuff. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I was born out here in the East Bay, and then my dad's from New York. So my parents got together at Laney College. Mm. My dad was in the Navy, got out, uh, wiggled his way up to from San Diego up to Castro Valley. Mm-hmm. And met my mom at Laney College. My mom had two kids. My my dad had a daughter, and ended up getting married. They had me, and then moved to Vacaville. So that's where I grew up, Fairfield and Vacaville. Okay. They, they split when I was like two, but my mom lived in Fairfield. My dad lived in Vacaville. So I just went back and forth. Um, stayed there for till I was seventeen. Graduated high school from Bandon. A lot of people don't know that school, but it's out there. Um, and what year? What year? Did, what did you graduate high school? Graduated ninety seven. Ninety seven. Okay. So probably when most of y'all was running around, crawling. But first of all, how old are you right now? I'm forty two. You're forty two. Okay. Yeah. So uh, moved up to Chico to mm. go to Chico State. Uh, did management. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, stop. Yep, let's yep. stop. Let's stop right there. So you went to Chico State to study what? Man, uh, originally, I went as computer science. Okay. Uh, what's, the, what's the vibe at Chico State? Back then? Yes. Oh, the vibe was what SF parties is on now. Like, Which is what? Party, party, party. It was, it was also academic school. Don't get me wrong. There, yeah. were, there was lots of academics graduating and coming out. But party-wise... Just imagine all of everybody knows Dolores Park. Imagine all of Dolores Park, mm. people shoulder to shoulder, so much so that they had to shut down the streets in Chico 
uh, five five blocks in all directions. Is this like uh, this is for Halloween? This is what happens on the weekends. This or, is a Halloween. This is like this an a, everyday type. No, no, no. Show. This was Halloween. Halloween up until about two thousand five. So you're talking about one day, one weekend. Okay, I'm Halloween about, I'm Halloween about the vibe, weekend, like year round. What's oh, the year vibe round, year round. Well, hell, it was, it was Chico. So you got you got people having keggers on Tuesday just because it's okay. Tuesday. I mean, usually it was the you know. The white frats, the black frats would have more weekend parties, but you know, which back frat then, did you, which, which frat did you go to most? The white or the black? I went to the black frat parties, of course, just because yeah. that's where you the dance floors were. Come on now, I mean, <laughs> you better. Say oh, some like of, hey, don't get me wrong, though. Don't get me wrong. Impossible to do. I don't know if you noticed, but everybody here is authentic in their own sense. Some of the white. I mean, if you went to the white frat, say that shit. I don't give a no, no. Some of the white frats had some cool parties. They had some cool DJs and shit. But back then, it's amazing that, you know, we're talking when I was there, my heyday from 97 till about 2001, 2002, you got to remember, people didn't have cell phones mm-hmm. and there was no instant, the best instant message you were going to have is somebody possibly had pager or a sidekick. And so sidekick what, what, what were you like in college? Were you like a party animal? I was at the parties, but I wasn't. You were at the parties. I was always at the parties. So you were a party animal. Uh, you can't be at the parties. I was a party goer. I'll say it that way. Goer. I was a party animal because I wasn't doing any drugs. I was doing any. I wasn't drinking. Yeah, well, that's all defined on. You know what I'm saying. Okay. So, yeah. But so you weren't you weren't doing drugs and shit in college. Nah. Knew everybody that had them. Knew where to get them. Uh-huh. I've always been on that level, but I just I never partake. It just wasn't my thing. Okay. Um, love going out. Getting on the dance floor, having fun, you know. Back then, party get broke up at twelve thirty. Mm. Everybody reconvene magically at the next spot that might have been, you know, four blocks away. What within did you like study fifteen in minutes, uh, I went into computer science, and I came out with management information systems. Okay, with a with a short stint in electrical engineering. And what year did you finish? Oh three. Oh, three. And then after you graduated, what happened? Where, where did your life take you? Uh, I stayed in Chico for 11 years after I graduated. This, I did the six-year graduation plan. Mm. Uh, word to the unwise, go see your advisors if you're in college. <laughs> um, that's why I did a short stint in electrical engineering, and then I found management information systems, which I probably would have found if I would have actually went and talked to my advisor before my third semester. Now you say you have kids, right? I have one one son, yes. One son. Yeah, he's How old seven. Is your son? Seven. That's how I got to San Francisco. Is his Are mom. Are you still with that? No. That that oven is as I like to say, that oven is not in my kitchen no more. <coughs> so you know, we we about to get deep right now. Well, I don't I, have a I don't have an oven to bake in, so <laughs> other people what, ask me, Do I want more? What happened with that? What happened what with happened that? What happened with that? Yes. Uh truthfully Yes. The best way I could put it is You fucked up. No. Nope. You did something. Just uh it's Why a matter it we Why drove back me? and forth from Chico. We <laughs> drove back and forth from Chico to San Francisco for eight months every weekend. Never we missed two or three weekends out of eight months of seeing each other. Wait, back wait, wait, wait a minute. That's three hours one direction. So so she was in San Francisco, you were in Chico? Yes. Okay. So three hours But you met her where? In San Francisco? We met online. You met online? Yes. So it's like some 90-day fiancé type uh, shit? Plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Woo! Wow. Yes. One of the, one of the original uh, free 
dating apps. Okay. Yes. So you met online. You guys met up. Met up. We had like a nine. It was it was good in the beginning. We had like a pretty much. I think we counted up. It was about nine mini dates within mm. two and a half days. Okay. Which was only supposed to be one date for one afternoon, but I just she didn't want me to go home. I didn't want to go home. Uh-huh. It was a weekend. We both called in to work sick, quote unquote sick on Monday and <laughs> had some more dates and then finally went home. So So she ended up getting pregnant, right? That was much later though, yeah. Much later. That was a year and a half after. But we were, were you together. guys together? We were together. We got engaged. Uh you know, oh, but you engaged. We got engaged, didn't get married. But you know, sometimes when you seeing somebody is different than living with somebody. Right? Yeah, so I mean, of course, nigga. So yeah. once once the living together got to got there, I think part of it too, truthfully, was some people like being in a relationship, mm-hmm. but they like their freedom when they're not living with somebody. Mm-hmm. When you end up living with somebody, it's no longer you dating somebody, it's we. And some people get Especially if you're only child, as she was. Not all only children are that way, but the only child syndrome that I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it, and not have to worry about anybody else. And did, so, did you guys break up pre-child being born or after pregnancy? During pregnancy, During pregnancy. six, six, seven months. All right. So you you didn't that. you didn't say why you break up. So, uh, really, it just it came down to some foul stuff that she did. What'd she do? Uh, at seven months pregnant, she changed the locks on me. Told me not to come back to her place of why did uh, she do her residence. Why did she do that? Because I told her that she should listen to the doctor and actually go to the nutritionist and listen. Hey, you ain't you ain't speaking your truth, nigga. Everybody everybody want to say that, but this is the truth. That was the reason. That is that is the reason locks. That is the reason the locks got changed. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's not a guy. Come on, this is the reason the locks got changed. Now. Prior to the locks being changed, she uh-huh. got pissed off at me because we had made a deal. You, mean, you want to know the truth? It's, it's stupid. Yeah, it's we, it's we, a stupid we, truth. We get to the truth on this. It's pocket. a stupid truth, but I'm going to tell you. We made a pack one day. All the laundry in the house was dirty. Of course, we got a baby on the way, tons of other stuff going mm-hmm. on. We made a pack that morning. When we come home, we're going to do laundry. Yeah. She was about four and a half, five months pregnant. If you know pregnancy, you're not you're barely you're barely starting to show at that point, right? So you're not big belly, can't walk around. You can walk around. Yeah. So I have, I'm the type of person. I hold people to their word. Mm-hmm. We say we're gonna do something, let's do it. I don't care if we if we say we're gonna do laundry tonight and we do it at eleven thirty nine, it's still tonight, right? I'm good with that. This we came home. Fucking ridiculous. She laundry didn't she night. didn't want to do laundry. <laughs> I said, hey, just check it out. Help me carry it down the stairs, and I'll put it in the thing. I'll come down and, and change it from the washer to the dryer. You know, we live in apartment Y'all complex. broke up over laundry. No. I don't even want to hear this story. No. No. I'm telling you, man. Hey, you asked hey, me. Shane. You got to hear the story. No, no, no. Just one second. It's the word that matters. I see where he's coming from. I, I the guess. word. So so what you happened? You gave a promise. You stick to yeah. it. So we I said it. it. It's laundry. We said I it. I don't nope. care if it's a penny. You promise. Yeah, you give it. It's the it's the holding to your word. Okay, 
Shit, that's my bitch the type kicked person me I out after I came home two thirty in LA. Like, so <laughs> like the, the I understand the right where he was like work like shit like like I remember one time I was doing laundry my dirt. for real. No 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 <laughs> not laundry <laughs> not laundry. I'm she said I'm tired and she was mad that I held her to her word and made her go down the stairs because she said she was tired from being pregnant. This is all the same person though that it a month later painted the entire apartment on her own. So if you was really so tired. It's yeah, it's yeah. a matter like I said. Some people are selfish, and that's what it came down to. And when you get, when you meet somebody, if yeah. you're that way, and you meet somebody who, I've had other other girlfriends in the past tell me you're the only dude that's ever told me no. Mm. Well, what you want me to do? I'm not going to bow down to every single thing. I'm going to say no if no is the right time to say no. So, so. you're single now, right? I've been yes, I'm single now. Ready to make what about now. all uh, the rest of you guys? Dating, but single. Oh, yeah, I, I, I keep a nice rotation, um, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the the summer, and then around winter time, I prefer to like you know have a a nice like closed roster if that makes sense. So you know, tryouts <laughs> during the summer and then cuffing season. I, I get, I get, I get you. He's yes, a wolf yes. of Wall Street. Winter is cuffing season for sure. Yeah. Yes, he's a wolf of Wall Street. Oh, he's savage, savage. But she's chilling. Uh, personally, I you 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 seem what? like a a, a, res, a relationship type of nigga. I mean, people would usually say that. I just I don't I don't Cuddling really care. I would say that I feel like inflation is up eight percent. I'm not ready to date. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not yeah, even okay. nah, nah, I'm just that's, It's that's not even good, that. I just good, I just be good, chilling. Though. I I actually realized that. Uh, usually when you probably don't even care about that stuff, that's actually when you get more attention because when I go to school and I'm just about business, I'm doing my thing, like connecting with the bros, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I actually get a lot more attention from girls and stuff like that. But I'm just like, Hey, if you, if you feeling me, come talk to me because I'm really where I am, where I'm at, like a mindset and ambition and stuff like that. That's the mm-hmm. least thing in my mind. So I'm just like, I'm not saying I'm close to it. I'm, but I'm open to it, but I'm not out here looking for it. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's just, that's just me, at least for now. Uh, don't give me that look. <laughs> don't even assume. Um, uh, Middle Eastern, I hold some of my uh, heritage, like, actually key. Like, okay. like I truly, like, believe uh, marriage and relationships is holy. And, okay. and, like, so you believe in marriage? Yeah, I really do. Uh, and uh, I think so, every, to that, I think everybody does. It's just no, a matter I don't believe in marriage. I don't believe in marriage. I'm not, I'm not saying marriage, but I'm saying in, Unless it's business, everybody but. wants to have the one. Right, they want to have a, they want to no, have a no, cool. No, not one. everybody, nigga. No. Not everybody, but most people. Most people want a genuine, long term program for one. I, the problem is, it's too easy to not have that nowadays. Yeah. Well, well shut, shut, shut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, there's. I'm talking about women too. I'm not talking about just men. I'm talking about women too. Women, there's. Trust me, um, everybody. I've been everybody, dating since up. my since my son. Uh, I'm saying since my son was two. My son is seven. Nigga, y'all broke up because of laundry. I don't want to hear. Shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> want to hear no that. relationship uh, advice that's, that's, that's from that's you. For the street, okay. Right. Uh, no. All right. Um, Song of the decade by Sweetie. You got it. You got to let one go. You got to let one go. Um. Yeah. Uh. I'm single and I'm looking for you know like a suitable partner that actually can be. So you're looking. Yeah, looking, okay. not dating, not mm. doing nothing. Uh, I'm a serious type of relationship type of guy. Um, uh, I also date into only Iraqi. I really want my kids to be grown into authentic mm. Iraqi men uh, with some patriotism in them. Uh, wanting to Do you think you're going to find that in San Francisco? I, is there is there a huge no, Iraqi? No, uh, no, there's none actually. But okay. I'm not here in San Francisco on a 
uh, on a whim. I have a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, my 10 year kind of like clock started to uh, become a, a big baller, whatever that I need to do in, in the sense of being an architect, being a builder, creating that conglomerate of different types of studios within my own uh, uh, estates. And so uh, finding the partner is not the mission. It's mm-hmm. attaining that freedom which means citizenship, baby. And no, I'm not marrying for no citizenship card. Fuck that. Fuck everything that included with the citizenship uh, uh, leeways and like uh, 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 doors that opens up for... Like I could have, honestly, everybody have been literally calling me, bro, your citizenship... Uh, no, no. Your your visa ends in nine days. What you doing? Mm. You stupid for not marrying. I'm like, yeah, but I don't owe nobody nothing. I'm free. I'm mm-hmm. free and I'm going to find my way, my way. If I want to marry, it's going to be holistic. It's just going to be me, her. Do we actually have the same vision? Just like how, for an example, Kendall and I, I have a similar vision to how we want to grow in the entertainment industry. He want to re- utilize everything that I know about architecture, interior design, design in general to elevate the quality, the, the taste, the comfort. Literally pick my brain to push his uh, vision for business and, and endeavor, solving, mm-hmm. redefining the nightlife, which is his mission alongside with me. Mm-hmm. Ace, similar thing. We work back and forth. Everybody in this room has some sort of a, a crucial, um, uh, I want to say, footprint into what I do. So my partner have to, first of all, understand that um, I don't need them and they shouldn't need me either. Mm-hmm. We only come in because we want to. We don't need each other. So, uh, yeah, I stay single until I see a worthy uh, counterpart, you know? Um, I'm dying. Is it fucked up to be say that I fuck my fiends uh, on this <laughs> podcast? Be- well, because like everyone's talking about who they be dating and shit. So, like, me, I'm just, you know, shit. Like, I be- I'm drinking, so I'm, you know, I'm just keep real. I-, I be fucking my fiends. Like, does the doctor not fuck the nurse on his fucking 16-hour shift? They make- you're going to fuck who you're fucking around with. So, for mm-hmm. me, it's like, you know, I be fucking my fiends. It's just... Makes the most sense. Like, homegirl, you know, we smoking and shit. You know, I'm like, well, shit. Me and my shit licked real quick. It just, it makes sense. So I just wanted to put that on the dating world. So, you know, if they, if I was just trying to smoke. I'm trying to say that. I'll smoke you out (laughs) straight up. All right. Cheers. Do you believe in marriage? I believe that the business contract of marriage is phenomenal. But what I don't believe is if you're a young man or any man in general giving up half your shit to (laughs) the bitch, you didn't fucked off. You, you, you didn't, you didn't take a permanent L that's going to take you a while or you may never actually bounce back from. So my belief arbitrary because I believe in business as we're all here. We are businessmen. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that if you're doing bad business, especially with a woman you don't really know or don't really understand what you're getting yourself into with the government contract component, you are losing already. Mm. So would, so would you say? Marriage with prenup or no marriage at all? You have to. There has yeah, to be prenup. Like, no, no, I'm not just saying. I know. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying of, of the two, no marriage at all or marriage with prenup. But and that's another thing, too. It's like, all right, we, we get we're getting married under what context? Like, why? Because we, we got kids or because you really like me. Like, there has to be something like very like 
like not only family oriented, but very like business sound that has to like, you know, give us like that, that government entity within our relationship. Other than that, like, I'm going to be piping you. You feel me? I'm going to take care of you, take you on dates. You know, I'll even go to family gatherings and shit just to, just to be a good nigga, just to be a good man. (laughs) But as far as like, oh yeah, you need like a, like a $10,000 rock. That's some kid in Africa got his hand chopped off for. Now fuck that. That's just for the birds and nerds. Like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta think, we gotta think smarter now. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta. Now, okay. We gotta move different. What I was gonna say is, I feel like with the question when you, uh, when you were asking if people believe in marriage, I feel like, uh, the, the better way to phrase it is like, some people, there's a difference between the marriage part and monogamy part. Mm-hmm. I feel like people, everyone mm-hmm. believes in marriage, but not everyone believes in monogamy. Because monogamy is more of a rule, uh, in my opinion, at least when you think about it. But yeah, I feel like that's what most people don't believe in. Because if you ask the man right now, would you want to have the opportunity to marry, get married to six women? And some people, some people who don't really believe in monog- monogamous marriage would probably be like, no. But like, they'll be like, oh yeah, marry six women. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause with that quantity where they don't feel restricted or something like that, that's more the aspect where I'm like, I probably think that you probably will be like, ah, I, I could be down for that. Is mm-hmm. that something that you, you probably would want to indulge in? So what's your belief? I, I believe I, I I'm fine with you know being with one woman, but I'm just saying like when you ask people like oh do you believe in marriage it's like a lot of people will say no, but it's like is it really marriage or is it the fact that you're being monogamous? Mm. You know I think that that's what a lot of people mm-hmm. think about. So I'm like you know it's a difference marriage and mon- uh, being monogamous. You know I, I, love, I feel like everyone most people would believe in marriage, which is whether it's one partner or multiple, but like a lot of people don't believe in monogamy at least not in the 21st century. Okay. Knock um, me all the way, baby. That being said, as for <laughs> strictly for the streets. So, uh, you have another, uh, you have another member of your team here that I want to bring on. Uh, one of the hottest DJs in the Bay Area, up and coming. You want to I- introduce this brother? Yes, yes, yes. We got Robbie Keys. He's he's not just a DJ. He's a musician. He's a motivational speaker, and he's also a lovely neighbor. Um, and, uh, I've had the, the pleasure of working with him in terms of like understanding music, mm-hmm. understanding how to work. And honestly, like Ace has connected me alongside with Kendall. I might know just a little bit, but just having good people around you gives you access to everything. So, uh, shout out to Robbie Keys. What's up, Robbie? Robbie Keys. Uh, yeah, what's up, man? How you, how are you doing tonight? Bless, man. How you doing, bro? So you are on the back burner. You were listening to the conversation. We haven't. So we're gonna deal. We're gonna like dissect your life real quick. You want to give a rundown of uh, of you? Yeah. Um. Super short. Um. I I just turned twenty years old. Um. I'm from Kentucky. Damn. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uh, I just <laughs> moved to Cali. Um. Like probably about a year. You're from ago. Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, it's like country. You see the best. You know <laughs> Be a Jayhawk, not a Jaybird. Come on now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like uh, my family didn't really support me like um, in my dreams. My dreams was to be like, you know, um, kind of like a high level music producer, kind of mm-hmm. like a Quincy Jones type vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really think there was like too much promise in that, you know, career or that career field. But so like uh, they was like, uh, you're going to go to Cali, like you're going to San Francisco at that. And then kind of like Kendall, it was like, man, I don't think you should do that. But I was like, man, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. So like, and that's how it's going to be. So Why San Francisco though, out of all places? Um, I just feel like LA is oversaturated, but then it's like San Francisco is like a good balance between like saturation and opportunity. You mm. know? 
So it's like the saturation here gives you the opportunity to make a footing for your own self. You know what I mean? Did you visit San Francisco before? Nah, bro. I never even left Kentucky. I just literally came straight here, bro. And I was like, and then like Full House was my favorite show as a kid too. So I was Full like, House, <laughs> nigga. Yeah. Not Martin Living Code, no. <laughs> come on with Olsen oh, twins. Man. Come on, man. Like Shout out Danny. House. All right, what year did what year did you come to California? Um twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. So you fresh. Yeah, you so, fresh um, out. I I say like I graduated high school in twenty twenty. Um mm-hmm. saved up like for a whole year. And then um saved up like close to 10k and then I was like, all right, bro, I think I should be cool, you know, mm-hmm. to move on my own. Like so my parents didn't financially support me in any way. Um I was paying for well, I still am paying for college all by myself. Of course, you know, financial aid or whatever, but mm-hmm. that shit don't cover the whole thing. Everybody know that. So um paying for college all by myself, um, covering myself like, you know, financially, like um housing wise. Got my own car, or like created my own, you know, opportunities for myself. So, yeah. When you moved out here, did it ruin the relationship with your parents? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, my father passed away when I was 16. So, um, he never really got to meet like this side of me. But um, my mom, she was more like on the whole vibe and like uh, she don't really think it's like safe. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like she sees a lot of people go down this road or try to go down this road and then they end up being like drug addicts or they end up like broke and homeless and I'm like, you know, like I'm not them. So yeah. Mm. Really just yeah. Were you in the music scene in Kentucky? Um, so like there really is no music scene, bro. So like um I've always been like a musician. Like um I play piano, guitar, drums, bass, mostly every instrument. Um then I produce as well. But like um I was really like literally just living on Instagram. And then like, I decided to delete social media for my own like mental health and success. Mm. And I was like, why don't I put myself in a position to like actually be in the scene? And then um running into Safi, I actually met him at a party. And then um like, I could just sense his vibe, you know, like, you know, you can sense when certain people have like that drive. And then when some people are just like fucking around. So like, I already knew like, as soon as I met Safi, um, Safi I was like, you know, this dude is legit. So, like, we just, like, really tapped in, linked up, and, yeah, been locked in ever since. Appreciate it. So, Safi is a, a good dude. Oh, 110%, man. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> yes, sir. Safi's surrounded by an army, I see, huh? Always. So, um, what made you get into producing? Like, what, like what's your... Um, so, like, really, um, like I said, I play multiple instruments, so... um. I just started thinking like, you know how when you go to like see live music, there's usually like one person playing each instrument. Mm. So like I was thinking in my head, like, what if I played like all the instruments like by myself? Mm. And like, what would that sound like? And that's really what got me into producing. Um, a lot of people would be like, you know, do you want to be like a rapper or singer and like sing over your own beats or rap over it? And I'll be like, nah, cause it's like, <laughs> it's like two different lanes, but I'd rather be like, you know, that behind the scenes guy who pushes other people forward and like, you know, creates that foundation for other people to walk mm-hmm. on, you know. What's your, uh, like, what do you love the most about, uh, producing music? Um, really just like music is a universal language. It brings everyone together, like, no matter what language, race, like, no matter where you're from, age, mm-hmm. it don't matter. Music is, is and will forever be a universal language that you know just unifies people together like 
And it don't even have to be like, I don't know, like uppy, dancey music. It can be like sad music because, you know, like everyone go through their different feelings. But like at the end of the day, music brings people together. So. So you know how the Neptunes, the Neptunes have a certain style. When you hear a Neptune beat, you're like, do, do, do. That's their like signature. Then Swiss Beats has his right. own like, and then Timberland has his own sound. Right. Do you have a, a sound, your own sound? Um, so like, I really like dibble and dabble in like all genres of music, but, um, I guess like my preferred is, um, like gospel. I grew up in church. My mother is a pastor and mm-hmm. I'm currently the music director at my church that I go to now. So. Um, really like heavy, like gospel, churchy background. So, yeah. So you're religious. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Does it fuck up your, your mental state being around? Being being around a nigga, being around Ace who floods the streets with drugs, being around Safi who, 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 uh, who parties all the time, being around Kendall who, is like Safi's right hand man, and yeah. then being around Mo, who don't know, who's arguing with a bitch about laundry. <laughs> Does that fuck up your like? Do you th- sit down and think like, damn, I'm a man of God. Why am I around these niggas? Oh no, nah, not at all, man. A lot of people think that just because you're religious or you call yourself a Christian, that means you have to be like so holier than now. Like you got to be like uh, so perfect, bro. But it's really not like that. I look at it like. I have a very strong relationship with God. I don't serve man. So mm-hmm. it's like, even if I am around like different types of influences, I figure that, or I like look at that as opportunity to grow mentally. So like, um, before I met Safi, like I didn't know any Middle Eastern people, bro. Like before I met Kendall, I didn't know any Nigerian people. Like I was just like, okay, we're black and white out Cameroon, here, but it's Cameroon. like, yes, yeah. <laughs> Cameroon. Sorry. My bad. Bro. <laughs> But yeah, um, it just really like stretches you mentally and it forces you to like, you know, learn different cultures. And I feel like that's a very good thing for everyone. Mm, Okay. Definitely. So, um, just a disclaimer, by the way, sorry to cut you off right there. Uh, I'm religious too. I'm Muslim. Um, I don't indulge. So the idea is like, I definitely feel for my Christian brothers, Jewish brothers, like it don't matter like Mm. what religion you are in, you can have fun. And that's also uh, like in connection to redefining nightlife. Mm-hmm. Why is nightlife only really being treated to get drunk and pick up ladies? Should be more. Should be kind of mm-hmm. like a social outlet. <laughs> yeah. Well, Safi, explain to me what's the importance of nightlife. Why is nightlife so important to people to bring to the people? So, coming from a country that doesn't believe or have nightlife, I came to the U.S. and I was like, wow, their nightlife is really can destroy men and women Mm -hmm. Uh, but also it's like very fun extremely fun it's also like it takes its big toll financially Um, it's very selective different types of music different types of scenes so nightlife for me is just entertainment what do you do for fun you Mm -hmm. can be on a yacht or a hot tub or a pool or a rooftop and just having fun listening to music. So I totally share a lot of the sentiments that Robbie has that music connects with everybody. My first introduction to music was uh, Backstreet Boys 2003 uh, in Iraq after the war, uh, liberation of Iraq. Mm. And that's when I was like, whoa, there's music and English, different languages. Like I was very stunned, you know, like I was living in a... Um, 
propaganda driven lifestyle like where we only have one leader one country mm. but then again uh after a lot of this kind of like internal uh discussions uh about my philosophies and how god really wants me to be on this earth i realized i'm no judge i can rock and say hi and be respectful to every human being so it don't matter if ace or kendall have different philosophies as long as we all respect each other's boundaries we can have fun and thrive and learn and you know i just don't want to be a hater yeah so you have go ahead, go ahead. no no because you were talking about nightlife right mm-hmm. and when i think of nightlife I, I immediately think of the source michael jackson not thriller because that's you know that's like the you know the pretty but when he did off the wall when the world is on your shoulders mm-hmm. like he was like like gotta live that nine to five up on the shelf and just enjoy yourself so i really do think that like there has to be like this existence post nine to five where you know there's this expression there's this freedom of release free, uh, freedom of angst i don't even really feel comfortable when the sun is out i need to be out during nighttime hours that's why i found yeah, a I lifestyle feel, i feel the same way like i grew up my dad had the windows sealed shut he, it, my house was so dark when I was growing up, but that's enough about me. Go ahead, keep that, going. Like, and, and I oh, appreciate it because it has, to, but it has to get deep and dark because, like, right now the saying is "we outside," and I think there's a lot of even misconception. That's all that actually means is you're outside. Like, yeah. if whether you're outside taking a night, taking a night walk, whether you're outside walking, if I can, I like to be outside. I like to be at the club, yo. I like to be dancing, and I like to be around the female. I like to be around the hoes. You feel me? The prostitutes, the hyenas, the bad bitches selling vagina. Like that's my Steve, oh, God, yo. Yeah. So. Right. Um, yeah, that, so, that wait, 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 so what's the most important aspect of nightlife to you? Myself. And the reason why I say myself. You're like, a narcissist, aren't you? But, 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 it, but it's coming from a real place because I'm not doing this because. Well, besides yourself. Yeah, I'm talking about me. like it, the most you know, nightlife is like is networking, is music, it's alcohol. Like what's the most important aspect of nightlife to you? The most important. Uh, it like 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 so it's clear, coming come more from a professional sense got to beat the clock you know straight up like i just when i was on my party my college party boy dougie you know it's about you know hooking up with so and so hooking up with the baddest but now it's about oh maybe i can make this work network connection and we can get these rooms popping so coming from that business standpoint mm. but philosophically speaking philosophically speaking it it really is like my it's like it's my bruce wayne batman moment where like you know i've been like the, the day it just it just kind of goes by for me and then at night it's like finally like shit let's let's get something popping let's let, like let's talk to somebody let's be on something so I, it's networking absolutely okay. it, it's a chance to really to not only like like express myself but also to put myself out there as well so Abby, what's the most important uh, aspect of nightlife to you he divided nightlife into kind of like a different boundary between nine to five to nightlife i feel like nightlife or entertainment should be all mixed in so i mixed in architecture into nightlife i mixed in being an organizer curator of space connecting with people understanding how many different levels and depths does nightlife really tap into Mm -hmm. Uh, types of genres of music types of hustles types of things like it's so exciting to get to know people and their i want to say fantasies and dreams and goals so i like to get to know people 
obviously first and foremost I'd like to see how i can elevate their hustle if i align with them philosophically and spiritually and morally mm. and other than that if i'm not you know in that deal i wish them the best and i elevate you know like but like no hate no no, uh, no like no love loss but beside that personally speaking it's being outside getting to know people what they do and how can they improve the world honestly like in the sense of like letting loose connecting it's like communal kind of like hub so if i'm hearing this right you're the most important part of nightlife to you is bringing all these different aspects and making them into one or yes okay. yes it's like bringing what you love bringing your hustle bringing who you are into the mix and see how can i reshape this bad boy that mm. like nightlife uh into kind of like a uh a date like i'm gonna give you like a small glimpse of like what we do we do day parties at rooftops mm -hmm. now day parties at rooftops 200 people right 200 people after eight they asking on a saturday where are we going next so different clubs are hitting me up or different clubs will be reaching out or i be hitting them hitting them up hey i have this party going on how about we synergize integrate my venue with your venue i'm gonna move my time to 10 you move your or nine you move your time to nine you know we mm -hmm. just literally do a back-to-back -back type of party mm -hmm. and then you know in san francisco nightlife don't end at two it starts at two so again after the club you're there socially being promoted you're being there you're having a good time whatever financial benefits you get out of the nightclub whatever like mm -hmm. get you get you and then from two to six that's an after from two to six yeah. after the after there's an after after brunch party yeah, the breakfast we, club when do we when do we sleep monroe we, okay oh, we don't when do, do that you sleep? when do you sleep the very day. good question very good question <laughs> no you do you do but like honestly it's kind of like i run as hard as i can until i drop mm. that's how i honestly like perform but at the same time i believe in discipline so you know there's five prayers in in islamic religion so mm. 5 a.m after the party i pray 12 o'clock you pray six o'clock you pray so you gotta de dis disconnect for a hot second remember god remember this world remember this opportunity remember this test and then just connect you know sometimes i just don't feel like going out at all but how it worked with us between me and kendall and even ace i'm the balance i'm the chill slash eight on the floor kendall is the chill ace is the hot mm. so i'm in the balance i connect with him on a chill level i connect with him on a hot level and mo and robbie they connect non-directly in pivotal aspects Robbie, when it comes to like music, understanding the genres as well as like the instruments and just like music world is a whole different thing. Mm. And I'm a newborn, just like how I'm a newborn into San Francisco. I've been here for since February from Detroit. It don't mean that I know how parties are ran in here. It's different. So he had to represent from Mo, whole different connection. He, he literally elevates any thing that i potentially do manually he can automate for me what whether it's pay promotion tax blasting anything i potentially wish for in tech he he's the generalist that can can uh push my creative mind forward with so when you create this sort of like a circle of um eclectic group 
no limits. Yeah. Uh, Sky's the limits, but truly no limits. Like the the world is your oyster. Uh, And I I don't have to be up in Ace's business or I don't have to be in, in, in his business and profit off of everything that they do. Like, listen, if, if you do something for me, I'll honestly like honor your support. I'll make sure you're well taken care of. But other than that, I want to see your brand nitpicking my brand and see how it goes up and connects with the bigger also fish because I don't want to be hoarding all these talents and individuals and amazing entities just all to my personal gain. It's just not how I was made. Yeah. And um, like Little B said, we sleep all day and then go to parties at night. Yeah, so you real Berkeley, sure you, you know, know what time it is. Since I'm the old head in the room, this is kind uh, of shit, how business used to be. Oh, oh, so before we had the Walmart, <laughs> <laughs> nigga and the, you the and the, Danny before we had all these right. conglomerates, everybody had their part, right? It, I don't know. First of all, Mo, answer the goddamn yeah. question. What, what, question? What's, what's, what's the most important aspect of nightlife to you? It's the it's the release. The release? Like you said, put the, put the nine to five on the shelf. Okay. And get on the flow. Enjoy yourself. You got to have but a what's the re- What's the release, though? Whatever you like. You want to do some shrooms? You want to have a drink? You want to get on the dance floor? What, my release? Yeah, I'm I'm asking you. What's your specific, what do you feel is the most important aspect of the nightlife? You said the release. dance floor and dancing? The dance floor is is the beginning and hopefully the end of the night is... Do you have like some secret... (laughs) (laughs) What's that? You have some like secret tape back in the fucking day of you like breakdancing or some shit? No, I was on a dance squad in college. Uh, I don't know if we had any... Somebody recorded something, but there's a little hip-hop squad that we did. (laughs) We did some... uh, For my main part, there's a lot of Usher and Janet Jackson routines that we did okay but multicultural nights and everything else at the college and all around town what's your favorite aspect of the, the uh, honestly that's is such a good question so my favorite part about nightlife two things primarily first, first thing you said connecting with different you know organizer people who do this and you know seeing how they can elevate our brand and how we can elevate their brand mm-hmm. that's the first aspect the second most important aspect aspect to me is the energy the dancing like when i go to a club i tell everyone i literally invite with a free ticket i'm like listen if you're going to the club you can't dance you're on your own because trust me i'm going to be turning up so much that you're going to probably leave and i'm not going to even know that you left but i feel like when i go to a club and one of the things that maybe it's just because i'm a dancer but like once i get in the club and you know i can't i don't want to i don't want to go to a club with someone who is two stepping and left and right no 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 I, I beat in the club, dancing, going down, <laughs> dropping it down, doing backflips and shit. So, hey, that's my energy. And I bring the energy. And so, when I, the, the best thing is when I go to a club and I see all these other dancers, I'm like, ah, okay, then, okay, you're speaking my language. Now I want to dance with you. Because I'm bringing the energy. You're adding to the energy, essentially fuel, uh, fueling the flame. So, I'm essentially like, okay, yeah, bet, let's do it then. So some some of it is a collaboration, some of it is a competition. You know, that's that's how I see nightlife. I'm like, I'm going on a going to release, and so when I get on the stage, it's not even necessarily because you have to know how to dance. It's like, do you even try? Do you you 
put the effort are you willing to oh there's a circle oh shit i don't know how to dance but hey i'm gonna try and drop it is that's mm-hmm. all about what it is for me because you don't want to stay in a room where it's like you're in a party and everyone's just leaning next to the wall like mm-hmm. what are we doing out here you understand so yeah that's to me the most important aspect about nightlife it's like the is the is the is the foil like you want to be in the end like everyone I literally uh, everyone i bring to free ticket to whatever event i go i'm like i make sure that there are dancers at least a few of them because i want someone that is adding to the flame you understand so going to all these different clubs meeting all these other dancers i'm like yo let me connect with you this and that like i i meet people from here the bay who be doing like the ones that the dances where they they break their body and stuff like that and i'm like i'm not on that level but hey I like the energy. I appreciate that. And when everyone's like, oh, I can't believe he did this. That to me is like, the, that's the energy I want in nightclub. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just more like, yes, the connecting with this and that organizer, this and that promoter, all this stuff like that. But most important is the energy. Like you want, when the music is on, let everyone mm-hmm. know that the music is on. Yeah, we we got to see you time. dance, nigga. You know what you keep talking. <laughs> so, so you see, when he said energy, that's mm-hmm. just one thing. I don't know anything about, for an example, like as much as he does. I only started dancing by honestly, like imitating, watching YouTube's, like going out. But he's right. Like there is something untapped. How many dance floors in clubs do we see actually being turned up by dancers? We mm. do see ladies dancing like on like platforms and shit. But like I'm talking about like real dancing. So how do you curate a space, a venue with the music genre, with 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 the right type of people who kind of like want to explore properly and just be free and figure out their vibe, figure out their nightlife. Mm-hmm. And we're about to find out tonight at Eve. Shout out to, you know, Eve Nightclub. We got shout out Eve, shout out Chaz, Kobe, shout out, shout out Eli Muir. We're, we're, we're going to be there. Uh, shout out Sid. She doing her comedy shit. So she going to make me laugh tonight. Uh, fuck, yo. It's, it's about to be a great, it's the night before Eve. With the well, brothers, not the others. Experience makers right here. So Sophie, it's it was uh I'm really uh impressed on what you accomplished in the short time you've been here. Appreciate it's it. It's very motivational. Um I met you at an after party and when I met you, I'm a good judgment of character and people and I f- only fuck with like a certain few. My circle is very short and very small but when i met you the vibe that you get that you gave me was like yo this dude is like legit and when you came here and you brought all your companions they speak to you they speak of you the same way of what i was thinking so that just definitely proves your character and that's a good thing because you don't want to you don't have to walk around vouching for yourself. You want others to speak of you. That would really make some man how others speak of you, not what you speak of you. And the fact that you fucking came out here, not a citizen from Iraq, you had that hustler's mentality. You fucking went to school. You came out here to San Francisco on a limb and you established something and you created something that's growing. And I just wanted to be a part of it. And I want to play my part on inviting you on to my podcast and letting the world know, because this is a podcast that's heard in like 14 countries, letting the world know when they come to fucking San Francisco, you better hit this dude up 
for parties and events. You know what I'm saying? So you created this brand. Where do you want this brand to go in the next five years? Thank God for this opportunity. And if I would say where would it be in five years, I don't have an answer. Mm. Simply because I've been divergent in the way I've been taking in everything. As soon as I hit the one-year mark, establish the hoops, establish the system, going to converge into that kind of like uh, lean, meaner, more efficient, more experiential, uh, maybe even like uh, bigger stages. But essentially, uh, I see a lot of opportunities and it it is a big ways to make a, a lot of quantity connections without actually... Uh, uh, thoughtfully swifting through every single um, uh, opportunity or connection and seeing like where it can take the brand up mm. again um, as as an architect uh, first and foremost I don't believe in just designing spaces and just being an architect a nine-to-five I redefine my role um, to be in a general creative entrepreneur so uh, uh, it's all about seeing how people are reacting to these test samples of parties. So in the future, I definitely see conquering all the rooftops in the sense of um, <laughs> elevating the experience, mm. uh, not pushing people out. Um, I would like to work with everybody uh, as long as there's uh, transparency, uh, 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 credibility in the way we operate, you know, like just business one on one. And then the next thing is, experience and honestly bring a lot of the hidden talents in the bay mm. to the light i'm talking about cave parties i'm talking about yacht parties that has this amazing boiler room vibes that are not even popularized yet to the level that it needs to be it should be international honestly and so i'm just i, I don't want to say appalled but i'm, I'm just really surprised how there's a lot of missed opportunities with this much talent, with this much wealth. And I feel like um, just being surrounded by these like powerful identities all around me from uh, Robbie to Mo to uh, honestly, even you, like you're, you're giving me a whole new perspective into what you're doing right here and as an industry. And I hope I get to learn a lot from, uh, what makes your business tick and how it actually pushes forward and it synergizes with others. And at the very end of, end of the day, we, we like to keep sharpening that saw by create, understanding each other and pushing forward uh, for um, uh, higher potential, higher uh, um, kind of like uh, productivity level, like where we're really truly satisfied with what we're doing every day mm -hmm. instead of feeling like we're just releasing versus just thriving, you know, like just chilling here, like just chilling, being the vibe. And you're really just turning up for an example. Yeah. Well, I want all of you guys one by one to give out your, this is like the, basically like the promote, the promote stage. If you want to promote yourself, give out your social medias. If you want, um, if you want to promote anything uh, one by one, because, I mean, obviously, people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, damn, I like so-and-so. I want to know about so-and-so. So whatever information you want to give out to the public, uh, 
please do that right now, one by one. I forget. Uh, I'm gonna give out my phone number. No, <laughs> not the ten. Nah, not the ten. Nah, you Just can. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Kendall Four SF. You know, uh, co-founder of San Francisco Parties, and uh, uh, that'll be it for me. Oh, um, you can find me on uh, IG mainly, and hopefully we'll brand into that TikTok as well as Twitter and every single platform as soon as we hit that one-year benchmark. Uh, again, um, San Francisco parties spaced out or one word. I just found it. It's simple. Everybody can know what it is. And also we got SF parties a domain name. So you guys could also find that. Um, no, no, just IG. So, so SF parties or San Francisco parties, uh, both IGs are essentially linked to the, to the one, uh, yours truly. And uh, that's for entertainment industry. As for architectural, you can follow um, San Francisco and get connected to my other business, which is called Autonomous Studios. Uh, Autonomous Studios is essentially just design, build, develop. So real dives into real estate, uh, construction, as well as uh, design. And um, Autonomous just stands for those who are led by their moral duty. So you could be a fashion designer trying to open a boutique. It could be a podcaster, um, um, a podcast business and trying to open up a whole new building for different, like a school for, for, for new performers, for an example. Or uh, you could be an IT um, uh, 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 tech expert and trying to open up this like super uh, fintech uh, uh, labs that you would like to conduct a lab and we'll help you fund it, build it, shape it and dream <laughs> it. Uh, Autonomous Studios again. Um, and this is... And I would like to give out my Instagram handle, LLC Ace, LLC underscore ACE 2002, LLC Ladies Love Cool Ace, but it's still all business. All right. Follow me on IG. Just hit my line. No, I got it. I'm the man. Make up pimp. Keep it P. Stands for player because I have no prostitutes. Uh, I know you probably can't see me, um, but um, I actually don't have any social media. Um, I just. Those 10 digits. Nah, nah, no, no phone numbers, but um, you can find all of my work and business ventures on um, richproductions.us. No MySpace, Mo. No what space? No MySpace? No, we, ain't, we ain't on the MySpace no more. Oh, no, the Black oh, Planet. Oh, Drop yeah, the Black Planet. Planet He's the tech that's, that's one that I actually deleted. I still got an AOL account, but I deleted my MySpace. <laughs> uh, but you can find me everywhere. Uh, three simple words, Mo Beta Tech, uh, M-O-B-E-T-T-A, Tech, T-E-C-H. All right, dope. So one last question. So what does, tell the people exactly what does San Francisco parties offer? Like if someone was like, yo. City life experience. Okay. You said the five-year benchmark goal. Mm-hmm. Every city got to represent its parties. Every mm-hmm. city got to represent its city life, nightlife. Every sort of, uh, I want to say, outdoor connect, uh, c- community-based kind of like uh, connections. Talking about to gardens, to caves, to pools, to beaches, to rooftops, to uh, construction sites and abandoned uh, buildings, uh, to bars and nightclubs and theaters. I'm just saying every, every city got to show what it got because I didn't move to L.A., for one good reason, LA is known to be like the best party scene type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to live in a party city. I wanted to live in, um, uh, honestly, the hardest city to live in 
in the U.S. for its economic growth or whatever you know, like uh, uh, genre. So uh, um, San Francisco provides um, and is not limited, but is ex- uh, inclusive of promotion, um, uh, ad- uh, advertisement, production, uh, cinematography, photography, as well as uh, curating A to Z events. I'm talking about like booking artists to um, uh, bring in special uh, vendors, hookahs, mm. plums. Um, uh, I, I'm not going to call uh, sh- sh- shout out my man right here because it's a different business entity. But like, I'm just saying, if you're in the melting pot, mm. you're going to find every single vegetable flying in there, you know, like, but you just got to, you know, connect and be silent and be, be humble and be respectful. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't particularly, particularly like to run anything like that is uh high risk such as like afters or even like after afters i just run the regular day parties occasionally we do uh club events but other than that um uh reach out san francisco parties in ig and uh stay tuned for the next event dope so man oh two Halloween party and real quick just I'll give it even like a shorter version for me San Francisco parties city life Mm. like like, I'm I'm tired of New York City getting all that shine I'm tired of LA getting all this hype to me it's overcrowded and overrated the city life ain't tripe that's that's what it is this is that that Northern California swag you're still getting everything in an instant instantaneously so like that's all I just I just want to see my city lit I want my city shining bright because we got all the swag we got all the juice we're back post pandemic coming harder than ever the hardest ever and now that like i'm out there resident um i'm, I'm excited to see what, what this team is about to take up to, and turn up to the city Word. any any, any, Word any anyone Word else got any last words Wakanda forever. That's all I have to say. Oh, this nigga. <laughs> My brother's not leaving. So I want to thank. I want to thank uh, Sophie. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for bringing your team. Um, you guys impressed me. You guys are a, a team that came together. Everyone brings a different vibe, and you guys all create a powerful like tree everyone is a branch but without the branch there's no tree you know what i'm saying so i think sophie you're the you're the, you're the fucking stem and you, you need you need these different branches to create this tree yeah. and to drop these fruits you know what i'm saying so i want to thank you for that and i want to tell everyone who's listening to this podcast if you come to the bay area please look up san francisco parties they will provide the vibe they will get you whatever you need and they're young and they're they're young they're talented and they're motivated and literally that's all you need in life if you if you could have those three so i so once again thank you this is everyday thank celebrity you. podcast hold on i think i think we we forgot we forgot oh, we forgot the producer the number one producer did you give your uh your info no, not you. I'm t- Robbie. Rob. You you gave your shit? Okay. Yeah, okay, bro. All right, Appreciate it. All right, so this is this is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. Thanks again. Yes, sir. We are out. You. Woo. Yurt.